it about? EastEnders, isn't it? All about EastEnders. Oh, phew. We are discussing episodes from the 17th to the 21st of September. Now, before we go any further, before because we need to deflate this big head of <laughs> Ben's before it gets any bigger Excuse in me. this room. <laughs> um, ben had made a prediction last week oh, one of right, many yes. of our predictions that we always make mm. um and one we put enough theories out there we've put theories out there that's the thing if you put enough out there <laughs> one of them's gonna, gonna gonna get caught and well, um two this week but carry on well two well the one i've well no, one is carmel on. and mm. uh, so we're gonna we basically have to toot ben's horn he said well we won't say it just yet but something we ben predicted her exit would, story line. would happen for carmel is happening mm. and when i said it you said oh I'd like that. I did. And, and here we are. No, I'm not so sure. <laughs> the writers are listening to us. The other one, I was talking about gunshot residue. I said how it wasn't realistic and they haven't checked it. That's true. So, And yet again, again, we won't spo- we won't spoil it until we talk about it. Um, <laughs> well, everyone's seen these standards anyway who's listening to this, hopefully. Well, yes, but, but um, maybe maybe not. That's true. We do get a few people writing and say to us um, they weren't able to watch it. And I think there have been some problems that's with true. our American listeners mm. with um, BritBox over there so, so perhaps the this omnibus. is this is their omnibus this is their catch-up so yeah obviously they're listening to me <laughs> well if they wrote it in the space of a week unless they've got some kind of time travel machine doctor who style you never know yeah quick edit it's fine <laughs> like they do with the dubbing <laughs> <laughs> yeah they dubbed it all in um so we are gonna start off because we've got a new character this week we have which is fun horrible woman so we're going to start talking about Haley this week she's got a storyline running of her ongoing pregnancy we should say two new characters this week one we knew about well oh, two yeah, we knew yeah. about but yeah but anyway so which which one's the horrible Can't wait woman to talk about her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which one's the horrible one um yes so we had the storyline of Haley, and obviously mm. her mum makes an appearance this week she certainly does and there's a lot of baby talk with Haley this week there um, is so her she's doing errands around the square meeting up with kim i think there was a really nice uh, moment on tuesday when it was uh, an episode with her and kim kind of talking and you know learning Mm. off each other about yeah i like these scenes of kim and Haley because they're going to their classes in um the community center center community center for coincidence because um, whenever something needs to be happening (laughs) related to the square the community center will be running some kind of dancing classes dancing classes and this time antenatal class (laughs) a knife box knife well that we know about the knife box. <laughs> there was a long story yeah. about that a long month ago. Ian's election for being councillor. That was me forgotten. Yeah. So yeah, all of that's going on. But I thought the scenes of them in the cafe just, it was nice because it was just a normal conversation between yeah. like two normal people just talking about how they go both single mums and how motherhood changes changes them in their perception of things. Yeah, it was a natural yeah. conversation, wasn't it? It seemed quite a natural mm. chat between them and it was really nice to see it. Yeah, you so rarely get them anymore where to like I don't know, not many people seem to be have friends anymore. Mm. Like Sharon and Linda or Shirley and Jean. Like you don't have people who are friends. So it's nice just to see those conversations every now and then. Yeah. It's well it's just nice normal life. It'd be nice if they also continue this between because Kim gave Haley a real confidence boost as well. I mean, Haley was starting again to feel a bit down on her luck and mm. wasn't sure if she wanted the baby, but she's now gone too far and she can't really do much about it. And Kim put her mind at ease a little bit and told her, you know, you sink or you swim. The baby always comes first. And this put her mother, her mother-like concerns to rest a little bit. And you could see that there was almost a an evolve with Haley when Kim 
and her had that conversation mm. with Catherine. It's and such an unlikely friendship as well. Yeah. Because they're so like polar opposites. Like Kim likes the the high life, doesn't mm. she? And all the rich, extravagant things. And obviously Hayley is homeless, doesn't have any money and stuff. So it is not, it's like a pairing you never really thought mm. of. Kim became quite modest, actually, because she said about the, her, her house is now for sale. She's living with her sister, with um, her, their dad, Patrick. Well, and I'm not sure. Yeah, dad. Let's just call yeah. him her dad. But they call him her dad. And she kind of likened the fact that, you know, we're, if you think about it, we're both in the same boat. Although I maybe come from better beginnings mm. um, you, and you've had a bit of a harder time to get to where you are. We, we, we are now in the same boat and we both have to, you know, think about the baby. They're, mm. they're more important. She also mentioned the house was for sale again. Yes. Can we get a new family in there? Or or maybe someone else. That could be a poll of the week, perhaps. <laughs> what, who's going to move into Vincent's? Well, someone, well, that was a poll of the week this week. Stay, oh, right. <laughs> stay, listening, stay, stay listening to that one. I have no idea. So, yeah, that's exciting. Um, obviously, they were having their jokes outside the cafe where she was making Kim laugh, brightened her day, mm. talking about how fat they were, no body shaming because nope. they're pregnant. Um, and then she got a bit of a shock when she saw this woman vaping yes. across the market. Because vaping's the cool thing to do nowadays, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, posh, apparently. It's the posh thing to do, that's right. So yeah, apparently that's Haley's mum, and she turns up at the doorstep With of flowers. the Slater house. Yeah, yeah, flowers. To congratulate Haley for the pregnancy, and a note in the flowers. Mm. Um, Beverly was her name. Yes, and Kat obviously has never gotten on with her, apparently. Well, we've we've known that there's... There's two Slaters, isn't there? There's <laughs> the there's common Slaters. The common Slaters <laughs> and then the Slaters that we know and love, which to maybe some people would say the common, sl- the common Slaters too. <laughs> Not as common. No. Um, so yeah, they had like a row on the doorstep and Hayley sort of just stood back and listened, didn't she? She didn't really chime in much. She's blaming Jean. Well, she thinks Jean was the one who got in touch with her mum. Mm-hmm. And when Jean insisted that she hadn't, Haley then jumps to the conclusion that she must be up to something. She must be there for a reason. She's, she doesn't just turn up <laughs> no. all nice for any old person. So there must be something she's after. Because mm, the note said, it says something like, can we start again or try again? The note said to Haley. So she goes out and meets her mum, who's on previously Arthur's bench, now Shaquille's bench. It seems they've passed the torch over to Shaquille. Shafa. <laughs> Shafa. <laughs> <laughs> sounds Ahil, Ahil, Ahil. <laughs> I don't know. Shaquille Fowler. Oh, lovely. There we go. That's better. Or Arthur Consini. Kazimi. Kazimi. Kafauli. 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 Yeah. So they're Kifauli. sharing the bench in their Kifauli. memories. Kafauli's bench. I'm not sure how long all that stuff's going to stay on Arthur's bench. Kafauli's bench. <laughs> because remember when the tailors stole the bench and they like had all that stuff on it before? Oh, then yeah. it got cleaned up. Yeah. So it seems to be like a self cleaning bench. Well, no, maybe the, it's Arthur's spirit. Arthur and Pauline are still there. Maybe it's Robbie's one and only job when he's sweeping around the square. He likes oh, to yeah. clean the bench. But clean I hope bench. I hope they don't clean the bench. I would like it to naturally just... Def- I think that yeah, is... Yeah, naturally fade. As you, Cafauli's bench, as we've <laughs> now renamed it. I think it should be forever remembered mm-hmm. for both characters. And Pauline and Arthur are still sitting on there in spirit, I imagine. Well, she's probably collapsed in front of it. Yeah, she's in... Yeah, mm. Spirits can move slightly. Well, he's stuck at the allotment with Joyce now, isn't he? Haley's spirit. They should moved. make like an afterlife EastEnders. Haley, um, Joyce <laughs> and Arthur both died in the allotment. Well, her ashes are in the allotment, and he dies in the allotment. I mean, so they could be having a little thing in the afterlife. <laughs> I mean, as ridiculous as an idea that is, don't forget <laughs> that Pat did come back from the afterlife exactly. to talk to Peggy. Yeah, she's in she the died. Mitchell house. 
So The ghosts of the square. That's our new theory. Let's see if that comes <laughs> true. So we learn quite a bit about Haley's mum, about how much of a horrible, unloving person she is. We obviously get the idea that she's been an awful mum, mm. but she wants to try and be a good gran. Yeah, she wants, to, she wants another job. Which is normally the easier job. Like, people tend to enjoy being the grandparent more than they enjoy but, yeah, being a parent because it's like... You just have all the fun bits. Yeah, they don't have to discipline the kid. And then pass them on. So she offers to take her up the market to... I was going to say... She offers to go to town with No, her. does she? Yes. Oh, they, oh I, thought the she, I thought because she was a bit cheap, she only said, like, the market. No, she, oh, okay. she actually says nothing too expensive, but, oh, right, but okay. not the market. Yeah, but she didn't... <laughs> take her up the market. <laughs> so she didn't take her up the market. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh, she sort of she says she wants to spoil her granddaughter but she buys Haley just a big t-shirt yes a really bad t-shirt mm. as well wasn't mad mum yeah crazy oh, a crazy mum um and then also buys her like a guinness or a beer a or stout a stout full of iron good for, for baby. her pregnant daughter <laughs> <laughs> i don't think Haley minds do you well i mean Haley she did... didn't drink it she like mm. well she rolled her eyes yeah you know, like Haley does rolls her eyes typical bev Mm. Um, they keep showing Bev like on the phone, so it appears that she has a job. Yes. to begin with, well, we know. Yeah, she's working, but we don't know what she's mm. working. And, and she keeps saying, "I'm on it." I'm, I'm. So you got the impression that she's working while she's with Haley as well. Mm. So then the reveal comes out that she's a bit of a con artist, and she gets she she plays like a honey trap, mm. and she gets she's a bit like Big Mom. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Kind yeah, of. we're not that dissimilar. Slaters are all the same. Yeah, and she basically works with pregnant women who uh, want to get money from the man who put the seed in her. Mm. But uh, she said she doesn't have to sleep with any of them. She said I don't have to sleep with any of them, but I just take a photo of us together and then blackmail them. Basically. And then blackmail them for the money. So, so she and she yeah. offers this service to Haley, which doesn't go down too yes, well because she knows obviously it's a married man, so she thinks right, mm. lots of money to be had here. So she she even like offers to phone the guy and arrange yeah, she <laughs> the blackmail. To, yeah, there and then she's like that. I'll phone him now and get it all <laughs> sorted. You know, and so Haley's a bit upset because then she realizes that her mum's not there for her and to be with the child. She's there for more money. She's there for the money mm. that she could potentially get from this blackmail scam. Yeah, and they have like a really horrible argument in front of Billy. I don't know if I noticed slight spark between Bev and Billy behind the bar, coupling for the future possibly. Oh. So yeah, they have like a really horrible conversation where she basically tells Haley she wishes she had an abortion she tried quite a few times to have her aborted yes <laughs> and she says all these horrible things really nasty um, um and that maybe Haley should also consider yeah getting rid because she'll be an awful man the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree that old chestnut mm. you know she kind of says you know you're not going to be any better than what i am so don't try don't mm. try to pretend that you will you're going to be this really horrible. better mother and this happens this this goes outside of the club as well and while the stress of this screaming match between them happens <laughs> Uh, Haley starts noticing that she's bleeding. Mm. Um, yeah, and like the mum doesn't even care. Like she blatantly oh, sees as well, and yeah. she just gets in the cab and goes. Really also, nasty. Haley shouted over the duff duff, which is very rare. Oh yeah, she said, "I'm, I'm I need help." Yeah, she I'm... was. She kept her scream going. Yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah, don't normally hear noise over a duff duff. It's nice so, to have a change. Yeah, a bit different. <laughs> Mix things up a bit. So yeah, she's obviously in pain. Needs to go to the hospital. 
But she doesn't go to the hospital. She instead spends the night at the allotments, hmm. on, on the bench of the allotments. And um, Jean notices the next morning she's in pain. Jean is always the one that seems to notice this. Well, she goes back home. She's, she's yeah. sat on the bench and um, Keanu is having a bit of a rest from <laughs> the story that we'll get to a bit well, later yes, on. Um, and he kind of says, I would help you, but you don't really help yourself. So I don't think i really care enough mm. anymore so the, i suppose this is this is it this is the breaking now of any potential between Haley and keanu he's busy. Um, i know he's busy well he's got better things to do <laughs> he has to keep patching himself up from all the the incidents he does he, when well, he needs to get his stamina up, doesn't he lucas aid <laughs> lucas aid and a junior disparal and he'll be <laughs> back on the market yeah so yeah she does eventually go to hospital after gene basically makes her she goes with her Mm. gets called in for her appointment but she just sits in the toilets instead yeah she says oh i'm sorry to waste your time but i don't really need the appointment mm. jean notices also that she's got that uh small bottle of vodka mm. in her bag so jean's a bit concerned um unopened but a bit concerned of what's been going mm. on Haley's also asking her bump to kick so she's worried that she is worried that it's not Mm. there but at the same time she's the confidence that she's lost from her mother yeah by basically really quickly being horrible has sucked it out of her and so i think this is when we started to see that Haley's again not so sure whether she wants the baby whether she wants to no, she just doesn't think she's going to be that good yeah and she gives the impression that she doesn't care if the baby had died but at the same time she kind of doesn't want to know entirely because it may be devastating to her mm. so but what's that theory if you put a cat in a box you wouldn't know if it's dead or alive schrager's cat or Sh- anyway something like that know. so in, in <laughs> a way horrible. Well, no but in a way to Haley, she's um if you don't know then if you don't know yeah, then you what you don't know, know won't hurt you mm-hmm. yeah so it's better for her yeah well jean can see that the confidence has been knocked out of Haley. Um, and she blames Haley's mum uh, for, for doing that. She works out that it, she was okay before Bev, Beverly had come back. Um, and now all of a sudden she's got this kind of downbeat, negative attitude towards the pregnancy. So she asks Stacey to keep an eye on Haley, which Julie, she does not do. And then she goes <laughs> and... Busy. She is busy. She then goes out and meets up with Beverly at the tube station. Yes, has to be in person. So Beverly comes all the way to Wolford tube station for some reason. She always has too much time on her hands. And yeah, they have a few words and she's... Bev kind of accuses Jean of putting on like an act... Like how she used to be a horrible mum. And um, quite a few people have said that, actually. I've noticed, like, when Jean came back, everyone keeps saying, oh, has she forgotten how horrible she was to Stacey and things? So it's nice that they did mention that. I mean, when Jean was indifferent towards Stacey and Sean, Mm. it was because it was a medical problem. Yeah, and Bev says, like, oh, it must be nice for you just being on these pills and fairyland. Yeah, so maybe, maybe Bev is not jealous, but thinks, well... You know, you I I might have something similar, and I've yeah, never been diagnosed fix. for it. It's a quick, yeah, it's a quick fix. Yeah, but um, but yeah, she she sort of says, oh, this is like another chance for you to be a good mum and stuff. But again, she leaves it on quite a horrible note of not really wanting she, to try. Does yeah, she? she doesn't seem that concerned at There's all. No money, so <laughs> yeah, the money's dried out. She doesn't. Mm. She's not going to get anything from it. I mean, I don't. It wouldn't surprise me if Bev comes back at some point and tries to find another way of getting into. Haley's psyche. Mm. Obviously, Beverly has a way of intertwining herself into Haley and uh, finding a way of making Haley almost bend to her needs. Mm. Um, and it hasn't worked out this time. I mean, another thing to note mention is that Haley feels like once she's had this baby, all these people who, all the family, the Slaters, Jean, they're going to be gone. They're going to be gone. Mm. And, well, especially when <laughs> mm. they find out 
who the dad is. Yes, exactly. That's playing on her mind Exactly. Well. And so I think, I reckon Bev will find out that it's Alfie and then use it against... Or blackmail him. Not, no, 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 blackmail. I don't think she'll blackmail Alfie. I think she'll start using it against Hayley. Oh, right. And start using it as in, a, a bit like what, you know, the kind of Stuart Carter thing, basically saying to, he says to Halfway, like, they're not your real family, I'm your real mm. family. She might do something similar and then and then continue to then blackmail the Slaters, blackmail <laughs> Kat, and so if you don't want me to reveal the secret, mm. you have Sadly, to they me. have no money. So, <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, Martin seems to have a lot of money and mm. Stacey this week. They're splurging mm. out this week. But um, eventually, happy ending is that Haley has a, <laughs> she downs a bit of vodka and like mother. Yeah, because she keeps saying to her, if you kick, I won't drink it. Mm. Um, and then obviously doesn't kick. So she guzzles a little bit. Yeah. And then it kicks. And it kicks. Wakes up. That's all she needed. Like her, <laughs> like her mum. She just needed a bit of a, yeah. bit of a, I don't know, a morning after yeah. uh, Hair of the dog. I mean, she's to... had quite a lot of alcohol through this pregnancy. A little like, bit Before she knew she was pregnant, she was on the tube that night. Remember when she drank like six cans? No, she didn't drink the six cans. Oh, didn't it was she? that girl oh, they got she stolen, was talking didn't to. Yeah, but yeah. She, did, she was drinking. But, um, no, I don't think she was drinking on the tube. Oh, really? She had, drunk, she had drunk vodka because that was the night when you had the big argument in the Vic and she threw the drink on Kat. Then she went oh, off to yeah. the tube. So she knew she was pregnant then. And I don't think she had drunk no. on the tube, but she Maybe did give them... When she gave the money to the girl on the tube to buy the pack of six mm. beers. I, she came close to drinking the vodka that time and she ended up tipping it down the sink. I mean... Oh, right, yeah. so but there's been quite a few... Mm, almost. Almost. But she did openly say to Kim in the cafe that all she wants is a, a glass of vodka and a pack. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, thinking of baby. Not long now and she can have one. So, she'll probably um, do it in the hospital bed. <laughs> like, so she's had the baby's like, give me my fags, <laughs> give me my vodka. Oh. So um, I for comments this week, I went on to Facebook to Ooh. find a different pool of people to give us some comments and feedbacks. So we asked, what did everyone think of Haley's mum? She's back. What did they think? So there's quite a few, quite a lot of comments. So I'm not going to go through all of them because hundreds. Well, not hundreds, but quite a lot. So I'll just go, I'll read which ones I can. So Mary says, horrible woman. Suddenly I have newfound respect for Hayley. Oh. Claire says, trouble. That's what she thinks of her. Trouble. Trouble. Mm, Joanne says, she's a nasty piece of work. Kathy says, she's just nasty, but I love Hayley. Is that Kathy Bill? No. Nay Mitchell, nay whatever she was before that. <laughs> Dead. R.I.P. Sarah says, trollop. <laughs> wow. That's... That's a quite a harsh. I always think Trollope's quite a nasty thing to say yeah. to someone. Shazan says, I'd like her to argue with Karen. It would be nice to see how feisty they'd be together. When I thought that, when I saw um, Haley's mum, I thought mm. her and Karen could either be best friends or um, enemies. Well, Kat and Karen started yeah. off as frenemies mm. and then they've become a bit more closer. Yeah. I think Charlotte says, trouble. I can't see her getting on with anyone in Wolford. Julie says, she's a gobby woman. Just like Cat. Yes. So Slater trait. Yeah, part of a Slater. And there's loads of others. Um, she's a snobby little cow. She needs a good smack for talking to Haley like that. Disgraceful. The way she spoke to Haley um, was, honestly, it was really nasty. And Mike says, we used to think Karen Taylor was bad in the beginning. We used to think Haley was bad in the beginning too. But Haley's mum is a cold-hearted bitch. Wow. You cow. You cow. I mean... They're... I'm assuming we're allowed to say bitch on the show because they say it on EastEnders. So. Yeah, it's a, I reckon it's a degrade swear. You bitch, you cow is, is allowed. I mean, if it's, if it's too much trouble, we'll <laughs> find a way. Peggy and Pat can do it. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, maybe this should just be a, 
if we can only say it to each other if we slap one another. Mm. So um, I'll put my big earrings in. <laughs> okay, good. Um, so yeah, that's what they thought of Haley's man. So that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, she's a nasty woman. It was interesting the one uh, comment that said that Haley and Karen, when they first were introduced, mm. we didn't like them. So yeah. that's a good point. And that's... Keegan, like, there's quite a few. That yeah, they once you find out a bit about why they're horrible. You mm. tend to love them. It rounded Haley out a lot more because it kind of made you understand why Haley mm. was so diff- so guarded and difficult to get on with. Right. So we're moving on to the Carters and Stuart and his accusations. Yes. He's awake. He's finally woken up. Week. His daughter's still hanging around. Whitney still looks guilty. <laughs> <laughs> she does. So yeah, quite a few things are going on. We saw the lovely Richie return towards the end of the week, which is always nice when Richie's back. I know. Her fringe know seems to get higher, though. Mm. Every time we see her, yes. it, it was like almost halfway up her head. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it reminded me of um, when we did the fan fiction episode a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> he said her eyebrows went all the way around her head. <laughs> I remember that, yes. Listen to that, guys. Whitney. Whitney. Whitney raised her eyebrow to her forehead. <laughs> to her forehead. <laughs> and then Abby said something even worse. And it raised above her forehead. <laughs> above her forehead. Imagine that. <laughs> Although we have one of our listeners writing some fan fiction for us now. Oh, yes, we do. So, so fingers crossed for a second edition. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the Carters, well, they're all sort of waiting for Stuart to wake up. Because at the end of last week, he had that like thing where it looked like something bad was happening and all the nurses like surrounded him. Yes. Um, and they're planning to wake him up. Yep, he's out of his coma. They're getting mm. him out of his coma and pretty much the whole of Monday is kind of watching them coming in and out. Mm. The... Halfway sort of says to Whitney that he doesn't actually like his brother and he wishes he was dead as well. Yeah, which, which is I interesting. thought was a bit of a Can't leap. make his mind up, can he? No, because he was spending the last two weeks crying mm. and saying how the other Carters have you know, deliberately wanted Stuart dead. Mm. It's that thing that EastEnders do, though. It's like, because it's if your family, no matter what they've done, you um, mm. stick by them. So I, I guess it's kind of that sort of thing that they like to do in EastEnders. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a bit like, okay, halfway. Yeah, you seem to have <laughs> left from another... Now you wish he was dead all of a sudden. Yeah. So, no wonder Whitney got mixed messages when she shot him. <laughs> well... We we this made I think your Whitney theory. Well, we is, know who shot Stuart apparently. Well, we do exactly. So your Whitney theory is maybe one of your mm. black marks of. The no, week. I don't believe what Stuart well, is saying. We'll see. So all the Carters are really hopeful that he wakes up. They want him to wake up so he can tell the truth to the police and they can finally draw a line. As I say at these stories, they can finally draw a line <laughs> of the whole thing and move on with their lives and carry on just doing what they're doing. Mm. So but it doesn't work out that way. No, he wakes up. And halfway's like, do you want to tell me who shot you, Stuart? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah <laughs> like the first thing he does when he But then he up. grabs his shirt and pulls him toward yeah. him, doesn't he? And he's quite vicious with it as well. He's like, he's been waiting the whole, the whole time he's been in this coma. He's been dreaming of this <laughs> moment to happen. <laughs> yeah. So he says like, I don't know. He says like me. Yeah. And he then says, can't quite get his words out. And then says me mate Mick. Yes. My mate Mick, me mate Mick. He says me, and then there's a long pause. Because mm. at the end of the episode, um, a bit later on when they arrest Mick and whatever, a bit later, and halfway goes, oh, actually, I remember now. <laughs> he said me first. But I thought, he's just woken up from a coma. He hasn't talked in like, what, two weeks? So his throat's really dry. He's had all tubes in him. Maybe he was just trying to get his words out. He, he didn't actually say me I don't think I didn't. I didn't see it like that at all. I sometimes think you should just let your theories of Whitney lie. I think you should just forget. Yeah, but it. I don't. He said me, 
my mate Mick is what he said. So he was like trying to get his words out. I didn't. I well, didn't so he's stumbling his words rather yeah. than admitting his own. Yeah. Do you, did you think he said me? Like, why would he say me? To be honest, or with is he you, just testing halfway and like trying to annoy him? Well, like could be that but also to be honest with you i didn't actually hear him say me all i heard him say was me old mate mick carter that's what i mean but he said me me old mate mm. like that so it wasn't he didn't actually go to halfway like no smile at him and go it was me i mean it was mick carter mm. so i think halfway's jumping at um conclusions clasping here. at straws because halfway was desperately trying to get in touch with the carters wasn't he to warn them that yes, he's to now run away to run away because he's told the police that he thinks it's Mick... Well, he knows it's Mick Carter that shot yes, him. Yes, he's certain. Mm. Um, and yeah, they're all sort of frantically. Linda's like, we'll get a cottage somewhere yeah, and yeah, hide. Yeah. <laughs> Tina, Tina says, I, I maybe Phil knows somewhere abroad they can hide. And mm. Shirley's like, he's lost his passport, yeah. you dozy cow. And um, yeah, but, she's like, do you think we'll be by Christmas? <laughs> like, that's on top of Linda's mind, is Christmas. When Mick mentions that too, because he, when, when he basically calms everyone down from their frantic packing, mm. he then says, look, everyone... Makes I'm not going to run guilty. away. It makes me look more guilty. He can't have that much evidence against me. He can't know that much information. And, you know, if we just play the game, play Stuart's game, find... Mick says we need to find the clues ourselves. We need to get... Find him yeah, guilty. Yeah, find him guilty before he's um, in prison for it, too long. Too, too long. Uh, and he does say then, hopefully I'll be out by Christmas. So I'm presuming <laughs> that we're we're getting a hint of alluding, how long... Yeah. yeah, alluding to how long this is going to happen. I did like also um, before... Well, while Halfway was trying to phone Mick and Linda that they were having a bit of afternoon delight to the yes, song of... by scrubbing the walls in the cellar. <laughs> well, I think there was more scrubbing going well, yeah. on. <laughs> there was scrubbing was a, not just the walls. job. Scrubbing the They're walls. getting rid of the mould. Oh, right. From the beer. From uh, all the dead bodies that have been in there. Yeah, probably. The yeah. <laughs> all the blood. All the particles. Yeah. So, yeah, we have that all going on. And then the police are then wanting to interview Stuart. Well, I'm quite impressed with this policeman this week. I wasn't very impressed with him in the past few weeks, but he's not completely convinced about this. No. So I'm quite glad he's not as dumb as he looks. He's still questioning Stuart, and mm. I don't think he really trusts him. Well, no, he doesn't. And and Stuart sees that too. So what he does while he's getting himself into a bit of a corner... Yeah, because he keeps, like, tripping up on things that he's saying, doesn't he? And not... Well, he contradicts himself. Yeah. So he says one thing, and then he says another, and... Which does that allude to his split personality theory from a few months ago? Well, Does absolutely. he generally not really remember what well do you think he in his head actually thinks it's Maybe. there's quite a few times this has happened where he mm. he like it's like when he broke linda's precious bowl that like mm. like he couldn't remember doing it but then fixed it and i don't know there's a few things it's so weird there was, whether... a, there was that moment in the laundrette where he's talking to tina and uh he's like kind of breaking down and falling on the floor mm. and kind of crying and then when tina runs away he just kind of looks back up again stands yeah, and up changes and changes yeah, yeah. So, so very odd. So he's getting all a bit mixed up with the police interview, and he told his daughter to stay in and listen. He, he wanted his daughter to listen. I think he was get, well. This was his intention was to get Zara on his side because mm. again he noticed that Zara was beginning to not believe him too. Mm. So in our desperation to stop the interview quickly, yeah. Because gets... what it was was the video that they had of Linda. I don't think Stuart knew. They told the police about that because when they said, "Oh, we have," a well, they didn't. You. The police had it. The police yeah. found it in the cloud. Yeah. Um, so um, that's what I think tipped <laughs> Stuart over. Like, that. yeah. Ooh. And Zara was like, "Dad, you didn't do that, dude. That's disgusting." Mm. So yeah. But then to stop the interview mm. with the police, he got the fork from the pudding cup and he tore out a couple of his stitches. Yes. 
uh, just so he started bleeding again. Hand, yeah, yeah, he got some blood in his hand. But Zara noticed that he did that because Zara's been holding this cigarette the whole time. Oh, she needs one. Well, yeah, but I don't know if she's quit smoking or something, and so no. she's constantly <laughs> thinking. But yeah, but she's just kind of stood there looking at this. I cigarette. think she was about to go for one, but he said, "Can you stay for the interview?" So she's like, oh, "Okay, okay." Well, she dropped so, the yeah, cigarette. She dropped the cigarette, and, and next um, to it was the fork mm-hmm. with the blood on it. So, so she knew that he had done that. Yeah, and I mean, Linda has really messed things up this week because if she didn't come and interrupt on all this and do all these things, Zara was well on board to not believe her dad, mm. wasn't she? And then Linda comes barging in. And yes ruins it all and starts throwing all these things out and saying to Zara, he's lying, you've got to help us. I mean, if someone shouts in your face that, you know, the, the, what your your father's saying is wrong, you're going to mm. kind of incline to be more toward your yeah, father. It's like, yeah. She's messed up a lot now. The gun, did she not learn from messing around with well, the gun? Exactly. So yeah, Zara then decides that she'll give him an alibi and say that he was with her. Of the afternoon. Yes. Well, on the afternoon yeah. of when Mick visited and where Mick said that he was having a fight yeah. with Stuart. So I don't know whether they'll be able to... Because halfway thought Zara was abroad, but she said she wasn't, didn't she, last week? Well, she said she had come... F- when when Stuart first went to hospital from the shootings a couple of weeks ago, she mm. said she'd come from Alicante or something like that. Yeah, and but then she he, hadn't actually... She, she had was lying, wasn't she? Well, she was so. working in like a club in the north. So yeah, I'm guessing um, her story could make sense. So, yeah. Very yeah, frustrating she, yeah. that Linda interrupted this. Well, Linda's basically, yeah. And even after Shirley had said, you know, let's not go to the hospital, let's not interrupt any <laughs> of the questioning. Shirley's first piece of sound sage advice and Linda mm. decided to, because she saw that post-it note that said sorry on it. Yeah. <sighs> it, was so, it was so frustrating because Linda, basically, as you said, had messed it up. Mm, she did. She took all the trust that, um, Z- like, stu- all the, the hole that Stuart had dug himself in with Zara himself like she just undid it and <laughs> so yeah very annoying so we then had the sort of dopey new lawyer who's been assigned to their case for well, free mick said that the lawyer was decent and he was okay and he's a bit green around the gills but he will do and so mick had confidence in very him. fresh fresh face wasn't fresh he? face he was right brand new school. straight out of the bar <laughs> and um yeah and he uh and so he went to visit the carters and shirley instantly just jumps on his back straight away and mm. starts saying, how long have you been doing this for? You look like you should be getting your uh, cereal, you know, dinner <laughs> made for you, you know. Yeah, I mean, it is a very complex case because there's a scene where he's like trying to go through it with them. Well, I thought that as well. <laughs> I did feel a bit sorry for him because as they... It's like, yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, he was getting really complicated. And it was when they were kind of explaining it out loud in that way, mm. I even thought this is a really frustrating and kind yeah. of tangled story yeah. that's going on here and it's because just... they're going along the lines of mix being framed mm. but it's really hard to then convince someone of someone's being framed but yeah i did feel for him yeah it was a really tricky story for a story a really tricky case for him to <laughs> have to present in front of a judge yeah. to get mick some bail <laughs> so shirley's out to get her old mate richie she is she, she goes sort everything she goes see sharon sharon's a bit busy but he pro- <laughs> she promises that <laughs> more on that later she promises that she will give richie a call she does give richie a call and she says to shirley that's fine that's great she's on board but mm. she's going to cost about 300 pound an hour <laughs> 300 pound an hour I know. goodness me i mean we know she's good even the solicitor uh that the police yeah, uh, gave even even he said like you know what i'm not to even that fair, upset yeah. richie scott is really good <laughs> So she's got this reputation. She's really excellent that mm. she's going to get help I do like her case. Richie. I do love like Richie. Exciting. I know. She was used so often, wasn't she? When, like, when the Mitchells Phil... were around, yeah. Yeah. Because when... there's hardly any Mitchells left now mm. to get in trouble. But yeah, they, she was always around for like Ben's case and 
Ronnie and Roxy and all sorts. Yeah, she's nice when she pops in. But like I say, she she her hair seems to have gone a bit fringy. I don't remember it being quite so high. No, she and always has a different do every time she comes back. She can afford it, £300 yeah, an hour. She always has a new image. She always keeps the white hair, but she always has a mm. new, new icy, haircut. icy image. So um, she was pretty much convinced she could get Mick home that night from what Linda was saying. Mm. Um, There's no evidence from the allotment, so they can't neither prove or disprove that he was there. However, they've got a witness answer phone message from Ted because <laughs> Ted owes them a favour. Yeah, because they said, oh, let's just get a witness. Who yeah. who do you think you could do around here? Oh, Ted. Yeah. Ted will do. He needs. A... He was in it twice, actually. Or he was mentioned once and he was in it a second time when Haley's mum. Oh, yeah. Yes. And... They were arguing on the doorstep. Yeah, he didn't say anything. He just looked puzzled, confused <laughs> yeah. and scared and then ran away. Who are these women? Good old Ted, earning his paycheck. Yeah. Meanwhile, downstairs in the bar, while uh, Richie's going through the case with Linda, Linda still doesn't admit to Richie about the gun, which no. surely is the we've learned this week that the gun is the pinnacle. This is going to be the final jigsaw piece that's going to be the nail in mm. Stuart's coffin. Yeah, there's still that bit of how he got from the bar to the kitchen with mm. no blood trail and then the gun was then behind the bar. Were there two guns though? So is there a second gun somewhere in the Queen Vic? Oh, what you think? No, the police would have found it. They raided the well, thing I mean, for like three days. Yeah, they? but what if Stuart was like really? Well, canny? Dylan was tapping his bag. <laughs> he was. I'm still suspicious about that tap of his sleeping. <laughs> well, so Shirley, all Shirley <laughs> keeps going on about is it's Dylan. It's Dylan. Um, even even Richie says um we'll investigate Dylan yes, a bit further too. And you know Richie, Mick's she's the top of her list at the moment. Well, she was at the time because she needed to get the bail. Yeah. So downstairs in the Queen Vic pub. To raise the £300 an hour, they're having a quiz night. And do you know what the subject matter <laughs> of this quiz is? Yes, it's... sadly. <laughs> <laughs> Need Johnny. I don't think, why don't they phone Johnny? He's trained to be a lawyer. Couldn't he help his dad out? Oh yeah, they could have got some uh, legal, advice. legal advice from got him. Got a team of college students together, like um, how to get away with murder and they could solve it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they didn't want to worry him. Maybe he was busy. Maybe he was doing a quiz night down at the uni uh, mm. bar. Oh, so yes, nice. the lovely quiz night was back. Without the sparkling jacket. Without the sparkling <laughs> jacket. Um, no one else could fit it but Johnny. Uh, Mick Carter quiz. The Mick Carter quiz. You've got to think of the questions quick, Tina. So they she's have. thought of all the questions. She has. They've got teams. Can you remember some of the team names? No, I can't remember any. Do you want to even guess? No. There was Team Waistcoat. <laughs> team Hammers. Hammers? The, the West Ham. Oh. Yeah. There was another team, but I've forgotten it now. But uh, yeah, so the... Jay was there. Jay was there. He was next to Shrimpy. Keanu yeah. was there. Patrick. Billy was there. No cheating. You get fined if you cheat. Well, you can get fined for cheating a five pounds, or if you want a clue <laughs> to the answer, you pay a pound. It's the most ridiculous <laughs> quiz, but it's a good money. If spinning. I was Sharon, I would just write a check out and be like, "Can we just stop yeah, yeah, this? Can we stop a this check now? And... I want to go back home. Yeah, Come Keanu on, Keanu." To... <laughs> um. So, yeah, and they told Keanu off for Googling. Well, yes, for mm. cheating. Now, what, how, what would you, how would you Google Mick Carter? Do you, like, look up the Wolford Gazette article about him being arrested or something? Oh, maybe. <laughs> Mick Carter, 33, middle name, Jason. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I don't know how, Can't how, how swim. you cheat. Learn to swim with Ian Bill. <laughs> Almost drowned. Um, <laughs> Unless there is a um, EastEnders Wikipedia page in real EastEnders world. It's a bit meta though, isn't it? Yeah, Looking from the strange. outside into the so inside yeah, I'm not out. sure how they Googled or cheated on the Mick Carter question. Imagine if they asked a the question, what crime did Mick Carter commit for Stuart to go to prison for? <laughs> well, we all want to know that. We all we? want to know. Talking of which, actually, Stuart does mention that to Zara as well. He does. That's a bit of what makes Zara mm. like change because she, um, she says, oh, well, maybe he should do some time because 
my dad did some time for, for him. him exactly but we still don't know what that crime was still waiting so that's interesting mm. and um obviously looks like mick is going to prison for a long time if they don't get this sorted out because richie comes back and says they had some like secret evidence Yes, but not secret evidence. Well, just... like surprise, yeah, like a surprise witness, <laughs> but surprise evidence mm. um, of gunpowder residue on the shirt, well, blood, the shirt that he apparently didn't wear. Which was your prediction? I last know my week? other prediction. I was complaining that they weren't taking this seriously. <laughs> they were not taking, it and um, they would have checked the gunpowder residue, and they have. Just a bit late. I love that you said they weren't taking it seriously. So they, this week, raised £300 by doing a quiz about Mick Carter. <laughs> so, but at least they did it. Yes. I said last week they pretended they were treating this like a real crime show. And they've done it. Gunpowder residue. Yeah, tick. it's nice to have a bit of realism. Just took a while for the results to come in. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that gets to the question how this shirt that Mick wasn't wearing has all this stuff on it. Well, it's got Stuart's blood and the, and the gun, gun residue, which again residue. are both easily put onto the shirt as long as you go and go into mm. the forest and just kind of shot a gun next to yeah. it. Whether they the tests show at what time frame the blood and residue is on there, mm. I'll question that for next week. The That's un- my next thing for the police to yes. investigate. <laughs> Pull your socks up. How yeah. many weeks has the blood been on there? Mm. How many weeks or days has the gunpowder residue been on there? And are they both the same time frame? Also, you're quite right. And, and on top of that, a uh, little trifle of evidence. Um, this is the cream. Surely when it's a case when someone's been shot and all of them are being questioned as witnesses, don't they normally do a swab of their hands? To yeah, see to see if, if they've got the residues on there as well. Mm. So there we go. So shouldn't there be that evidence as well? well? Maybe seems, it's in the lab still. Seems a bit inconsequential to me, but we shall see. We will. I mean, speaking of prison because obviously mick is off to prison we assume there's been a few posts saying that they're going to show him in prison Mm. so we're going on to our section of a brief history in wolford where we may be discussing something quite similar it's time for us to take a little step back and look into the past as we have a brief history in Wolford and in this feature we talk about a subject from the show and the moments we remember this can be a character a building or storyline that we fondly look back at the past to like the bins <laughs> like the bins well we did it two weeks ago and we talked about the Queen Vic we did um, and we'll, we'll be talking about something quite close to home again this time around but before we go any further as it has become accustomed to this part of the podcast let me just quickly remind everyone that we have a merch store and if you should visit shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash eastenders weekly podcast you will find the queen vic bust collection as we're now keenly calling it (laughs) collection of one item (laughs) a collection of one image yes but one many items. items, a one-of-a-kind design drawn exclusively for our shop. And it can be on T-shirts, mugs, hats, aprons, pillows, hoodies, pins, mobile phone cases, you name it. If it's on spreadshirt.co.uk, you can have it. <laughs> so if you enter shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash EastEnders Weekly Podcast, you can search through our store. It would make a great, dare I say this, Ben, Christmas present. Well, there's adverts on TV already. So in Stores already are selling christmas chocolate christmas pudding so why don't you get ahead of the game before the rush kicks in <laughs> get yourself mm. uh get your eastenders fan of a relative or a friend a christmas present from our 
merch store shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash EastEnders Weekly Podcast. So anyway, back to a brief history. So mm-hmm. this week we're throwing we ba- off to? this week we're throwing back to 1988 when Den Watts was locked up in a quite similar style to a Mick Carter storyline that's currently going on mm. on the square. Coming up. Now, some of you may remember there there was a prison storyline which was based inside Dickens Hill. And the premise was that they were going to have Den Watts locked up for a certain period of time um, for a storyline that was parallel to what was happening on the square. And a lot of people called it, including the producer of the show, a soap within a soap. Mm -hmm. Now, what, what was the reason for why they needed to do this? Well, the amazing couple of Angie and Den were no more. And um, Anita Dobson obviously had handed in her notice. And who else? Lofty, I think. Lofty also Lofty handed, handed in his, his P45 as well. Julia Smith was shaking. She was shook. And um, <laughs> then Leslie Grantham decided he was going to leave as well. Mm. So three big ones in one go was a bit too much, I think, for her to um, she, handle. She, so she pleaded that he stayed on. She, I think she said the show wouldn't be able to handle losing Dent and Angie at the same time. Yeah, she said it was a double blow mm. for the programme and uh, it would really severely affect... And I'm assuming Lou Bill left just before then as well, didn't I she? think Lou had gone just yeah, before then as well. so a lot of the big ones were, but 1988, were off. Yeah, 1988 was quite a big exodus for the original cast members, really. There was mm. a lot of them going. I think they felt like three years was long enough. Yeah. Um, if you look at it even to today's standards on soaps, three years tends to be a the curve for yeah. character, doesn't it? If you stay longer than three years, you tend to stay for like you're handcuffed. <laughs> you're handcuffed to um, the show. But um, Anita, we went to that talk with her quite a few months ago, and she did mention it about how when she handed her notice into Julia Smith, mm. she she said she was um, very upset because she had plans for Den and Angie for to be on the show for as long as. The show went basically, didn't she? Yeah, well, she took, didn't she take both their resignations because they decided to do it at a similar time to yeah. put them in, a, in an envelope and post it in their drawer? She said, just just think about it. Maybe yeah, for a let little me bit know longer. in six months if you still mm. feel the same. And, and they obviously did. Well, six months later, they did. I mean, Leslie Grantham was quoted as saying that he didn't want to end up as the next Ken Barlow. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, I saw that. So, <laughs> you know, he just got he, a point. It was fair enough. I think sometimes you can just stretch a character That's a bit too you're much. Welcome. Mm. Yeah. So, their solution was to ask Leslie to film chunk of episodes, a mm. lot of episodes <laughs> in a very a short space of time. Yeah, they they recorded 90, 90 episodes worth of EastEnders in five weeks <laughs> in this basically premise of that he's been put in prison for the arson of James Wilmot Brown's nightclub. Mm. Dag- um, Dagmar. Dagmar. Dagmar, that's right. Because he was, he was basically getting revenge on the rape of Kathy Bill. Mm. And it looked as though James Wilmot Brown was going to get away with it. Mm. I was also reading up that they um, decided to give Den that as the reason why he was in prison, um, because they want, they obviously they wanted you to feel sympathetic for him because they're going to show all these 90 episodes worth of him in prison. Mm. So they said, oh, we'll give him a certain type of crime, which still makes him likeable, yeah, so which j- is why he had revenge on James Wilmot Brown. That's exactly right, because they didn't want Den to be a criminal, because although he was a bit of a rogue and he kind of Mm. stepped just to the line of criminality, he never 
overstepped that mark and mm. that's what the audience liked and so they didn't really want him to go as you say into prison for it had it been murder or had it been i don't know yeah something not very nice uh, yeah but mugging would... an old woman for example well that's, mugging... not, that's not very that's not very nice that's frowned at all. upon in prison I it hear. certainly is well, as, as you've quite nicely linked to so when they were doing this as i've already said soap within a soap these uh, storylines that were intertwined with the main story that was happening on the square at the same time they introduced because there was this whole new place there there's a whole new community as such in the prison so they had to introduce this new batch of characters and they had some you know they had the the, the whole spectrum of people in there really they uh, had uh, queenie who was a bit camp but you didn't you didn't mess with him he was mm. quite a hard man he was really cool <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing how um forward eastenders was back then like the character mm. of queenie was like he was like the hard tough guy wasn't he of the prison he was, but he was also quite effeminate. Yeah, and, and he was like into like making plays and things. Yeah, in the prison or singing. Uh, Which choir is how concerts. Leslie Grantham got into acting. He um, headed the theatre of when he was spending time in prison. He headed the acting part in prison, and that's how he got into acting. Oh, there we in go. real life. Oh, there's so, so that's how he got the bug. Yeah. So it's, again, that's it, how he saw his sentence out. He said he got into acting and did all the plays in the prison. Oh, right. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting to know. I mean, I, I'm, I was surprised. We'll go through some of the characters in a second. But I was surprised to learn that none of the characters, although there was one character that was in the soap before and then was in the Yeah, he was like introduced story during the firm storyline, wasn't mm. he, I think? He was like, quite, almost like a like lackey. A link, yeah. yeah. Um, none of the characters from the prison transferred to the square afterwards, which... One appeared for a funeral, though. Oh, that's right. That's right. Which one was that? I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember either. But it it it, cer- it certainly did happen. Well, and there were actually there was two characters that came from the original square as well. Um, because Nick Cotton was in there with Den as well. Um, at the time, so Den had just been gone to prison, and then a few weeks had passed, and then Nick Cotton was put into Dickens mm. Hill for drug dealing, and he was he pretty much made a really bad impression when he first got there <laughs> so to try to impress De- impress den he admitted the murder of reg cox he said this is when mm, you finally yes three four, years three or four years yes it? he finally admitted that he was the one who killed reg cox because at this time den had become um number one the number one of the prison top dog top dog and uh so nick trying to get him on side told him this thinking that this might help him with his future behind <laughs> bars but unfortunately it didn't really do much to improve his image mm. to the other prison officers and the prison nurse uh, at the same time because they all disliked him very much <laughs> <laughs> i mean i just can't get my head around how they planned like five months worth of filming before they had filmed actual eastenders it i know it's so difficult because they even wrote in like people visiting him him in prison didn't they yeah yeah and they then had to then write that into the same episode to make sure that character wasn't working in the laundrette or whatever so mm. yeah it must have been a nightmare well they do they do um openly say that it was it was a headache to mm. get those because it was only five months it happened it was over i think it was from october or november time to february the following year mm. 1989 and they they said it was it was a headache because they had filmed this in advance and don't forget they also film in advance to that as well mm. so they had written these five months worth of storylines what two three months prior to them actually being broadcast on and then recorded them and perhaps they went earlier still because they knew they had to get them done in such a intense mm. amount of time do you think it showed the bbc that actually maybe you could bump up to three a week 
three episodes a week. Do you think that was a little thing to them? Think, well, they filmed five months in five weeks. Why not? Well, they did, they didn't move up to <laughs> maybe, but they didn't thing, move. Like, they didn't move up to three until 1992. Um, so there's still a little while until that had happened. And when they did do that, a lot of people left the ship because they weren't happy that they was gonna. They thought it was gonna lose a degree mm, of quality. But um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they, maybe they had a spin-off planned all along. Maybe they, this was the El Dorado. The new porridge. Well, yeah, an El Dorado <laughs> porridge, El Dorado cross. You know, this, but um, this maybe this was always planned to be maybe a spin-off in itself. Mm. So let's just quickly. So basically, Den was in there for, as we said, for setting the nightclub alight, and he was in there for arson, and he was basically doing it to cover any link that there would be with his him and the firm and the firm wanted him to admit to it because he had done it with one of the members of the firm as well um and they didn't want that member of the firm involved as and put in prison so then had then had taken the blame and and he when he was first introduced he was beaten up because the firm believed that he was leaking information to the police and they thought there was a mole in the prison they later discovered that there there was a mole and that was queenie of all people. I know. I know. Quite shocked by this mm. revelation. But Den had become number one in prison and uh, kind of, kind of, he, again, he became almost a secondary character because then there was all these other characters that got introduced um, mm. in, in the background. So there was... Uh, yeah, they probably did that to cut down Leslie's um, work, filming schedule. Workload, yeah. I suppose this was the way to compromise. There, there were a few characters, but the characters of note for me was Queenie, for instance, because he, as you said, this was quite a step forward with this large butch quite angry character mm. would take no no nonsense from anyone but at the same time he had this very camp mm. uh, i love procedure. how um, nick went into the prison trying to be all like cocky and top dog and he was like bottom of the barrel straight away because of it yeah <laughs> yeah it's quite funny and all the prisoners respect Queenie. Yes. And like stuff like that. So, yeah. Well, because he, cool. he, I think he, he kind of, it was a mutual respect. If you respected him, he'd respect you. And there mm. was this kind of respect for one another. There was a really, as you alluded to just a minute ago, there was a character in there called Trevor Kello. And he was in there for mugging an elderly woman. Mm. And uh, to I thought the... that was a really odd, like, thing to be in prison for. <laughs> mm. I don't know. It seems a bit like random. I don't know how he mugged no, him, I though, I suppose. Well, he was innocent. When he, when he was innocent, this was basically his undoing. He basically spent the whole time being bullied in prison mercilessly. And even Den kind of stood up for him, but didn't really help his cause too much. Yeah, it's because all the prisoners thought, if you murder some gangster, that's fine. But um, mm. mugging an old woman isn't, isn't accepted. Well, if someone deserves it's one of those, it. Yeah, it's one of those crimes, isn't it, yeah. where frowned upon in the prison well you, fair enough because i'm sure that old lady didn't come along no. whacking with the umbrella first it was um all down to him but ultimately his mental health and his uh, state of affairs in prison caused him to commit suicide which was and he hung himself and then the following day it was discovered that the solicitors had mm. information that would have actually found that he wasn't, wasn't he was guilty innocent. of the crime yeah. so um that was quite a sad story as well to intertwine with mm. with it all it's nice that they actually bothered to um create all these backgrounds mm. like make them proper characters no not absolutely just, like, cheap two-dimensional characters oh no i completely agree because they could have quite easily have just done den watts is in prison here's den watts story in prison and then when he goes out of prison and then there's the famous because we, we must also say there's that this is where the famous 
uh, exit occurs because when he's going to his trial, he gets um, the firm ambush the police lorry and he's mm-hmm. able to escape. But then the firm still haven't forgiven him and so ultimately shoot him next to the canal where mm-hmm. there's that famous scene wow. where there's the gun in the daffodils. Did and... they shoot him? Well... We all know they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I was just reading up about that, how um, Julius Smith and Tony Holland took their names off of the credits on that episode. Yes. Because they really disagreed with... Because they filmed like a whole... They filmed his body in the river and everything and filmed mm. it in a water tank and because they wanted to show definitely that um den was dead and the bbc edited it out so it's alluded that he you don't know if he did die or not yeah it was the um executive i think it was the producer of drama at the time and mm. he didn't want den written out he wanted to keep him in so yeah, he could come back and, it, and and you then after that apparently um leslie grantham was asked year upon year upon year to come back to the soap and mm-hmm. uh would keep refusing refusing <laughs> refusing but eventually i think the work dried out because we all know that he did come back mm-hmm. eventually to the soap another uh, just of note is that everyone or i certainly believe that mark fowler was the first ever hiv positive character in eastenders and he was not no. Vic Hampton was, who was a prisoner. He was a bit of a womanizer in prison. But so again, not a gay character. He was a straight mm. guy who was slept around with a lot of women and he con- contracted the infection, you know, the um, and became HIV positive. Mm. Um, and uh, from this, a lot of the prisoners wouldn't he was go put near I- him. He was put in isolation. Everyone believed that they could catch it. No one would touch anything he had touched. No one would go into a room he had gone into. So again, really... Mm. progressive and yeah well, mark wasn't that storyline with mark was quite a few years later so way ahead of the times weren't they and um obviously uh we're talking about this because mick carter's off to prison well this is exactly yeah. it so and, um we've seen obviously some screens and spoilers well not spoilers but what the stories are next week and it's showing him actually in prison which they hardly ever do yes well it'd be interesting for one if they do it again at the same prison in they mm. have actually shown a shot of the external shot of dickens prison last year so it's obviously something that they knew mm. continuity-wise they could carry on doing. Yeah. Um, but I wonder, yeah, I wonder if they're going to do it, first of all, whether they're going to do it for as long term as they did with Leslie Grantham's story while he's waiting for trial. Mm. So in, at, on the square there. Obviously, um, Danny dies off for three months. He's taking a... a for pantomime. Yeah, well, it's not, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it he's, he's a doing play. a play, yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, whether so they've done what they did with Den. They've done recorded a bulk, a bulk load with mm. Danny Dyer. Maybe, maybe. I mean, it would make some sense. I suppose if he's only away, for, he's not going away permanently. Although, again, there's rumours going around that there might be, um, there's a reality show talks. Well, yeah. That he might the BBC be... are not going to allow that. Well, no if... way. Well... No matter what Danny Dyer's contract is, <laughs> they won't allow that. Um, so if that is the case, maybe they've mm. done a Dirty Den and recorded a bunch of stuff about a few episodes but i'd like them to do it as if again it's a soap within a soap so they have these characters that are actually built and rounded characters because you could do a story a month just a quick month story where you learn these new characters Mm. and still i'd make i'd be happy if like there were episodes like on full day episodes of them just in prison and they very rarely visit the square Mm. i it'd be interesting because it'd be a different direction to take things let's Um, just hope that um aiden's not been nicked because i think that would be um (laughs) Mick's worst nightmare from going from Stuart putting him in prison to sharing a cell with Aiden. Sharing, well, that's the thing. So and there are be, um, interesting. There are certainly rumours going around that there will be a past character mm. returning for what his time yeah. in prison. So. I'm trying to think of who's in prison, but I guess Aiden. Well, we don't know what happened to Aiden. Nothing's been really said. So no, he could have been. 
Nick. Well, we had a little talk, didn't we, beforehand? Mm. We were trying to. I was going through because I, I, I was adamant that I thought that um, Dean Dean had, but then you quite rightly said he's, he was on the mound. Yeah, so I thought he was it. as well. But mm. I had to relook it up, but no, it, I it all <laughs> happened off, off screen. <laughs> off screen, it happened. But no, you're absolutely right. Um, um, but yeah. So you know, this is basically linked to what you know. Everything goes full circle, I suppose, and perhaps there's a potential that this storyline is going to be very similar. Of the mixed storyline is going to be very similar mm. to what they did with Den Watts. Just not many ending in a death. Ago. I highly doubt that. Or will it? <laughs> well, it might not be mixed death, but it might be someone's death. Mm-hmm. We shall see. The mystery continues, but it'll be a nice way of doing it if you see if they show scenes of the prison at the same time you see the investigation happening at the same time. Yeah. And it also makes the relief because when they say, "Oh, they've gone off to prison, so they can have like a three months off," mm. so you don't see them on screen. Yeah, when you don't really care that they're in prison because no. you don't see them suffering. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, not suffering, but not enjoying being in prison. But so yeah, yeah, you don't get a perspective of it, and so then when they do return or come back, it's almost like actually you're as relieved as their mm. relatives or you know as linda would be um, you know the merch you need to make next week it'll be um free mick carter <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> they've given ideas to people now <laughs> free mick carter t-shirts free but yeah we should start a song as well like they did with free nelson mandela <laughs> we could make a christmas number get one bex to write it and, um, <laughs> that's a good idea well away. i'll play the maracas and you can just be in the background spinning around lovely so there we go that was a brief uh, history of Wolford um, when Dirty Den went to prison and if you hold a mirror up to the screen perhaps this is something that's going to be similar to what's happening to Mick mm, very possibly. soon so there we go that was a brief history of Wolford right so we are back we are back from our history lesson very interesting little chat <laughs> um, so next up on the agenda is a nice little affair Car- Sharon Karen Gate Sharon Gate 2 what sequel. you're saying is this this hasn't happened, been happening for the last two weeks no, it's this ongoing isn't, this isn't new this is something it's, that's been happening still for going. ages Shianu high energy levels from Sharon this week yeah well she calls Shianu full of beans she, yeah he is she calls Keanu and wants to Get the deed done. And he's just had a shower. Just had a shower. He's already a cold shower. So presumably they'd met previously or he's just got home from Mm. seeing her once already. I mean, she is pretty clingy, isn't she? All those months where Phil didn't bother. I know. Building up. So he's he's naked. Keep that in mind, he says to her while she's waiting for him. Yeah. um, She says lots of things during this uh, conversation. (laughs) She's tied herself up. She's tied herself up, yeah. Got handcuffs. (laughs) All sorts of things. He's like, you stay there. You know, you might as well wait there. I won't be long. But he is is a long time because he's constantly getting given errands and Mm. people are talking to him. Things like this always happen to Keanu, don't they? It happens quite a lot of these sort of silly things mm. like his long wait and like a lot of the times this happens mm. like when he got some money and he had to keep giving the money away as he earned it so yeah he kept getting sort of interrupted on his errands yes well and also we thought that karen had heard but karen hadn't heard she was on the <laughs> phone i don't to know how she didn't hear because she was like right next to well, at first behind the, like, <laughs> a curtain well she was behind the curtain because she was having a cigarette but at first that kind of baffled me too it's like why was she behind the curtain was she playing like uh hide and seek with she was smoking out of a window i think 
while on the phone. Oh no, I knew that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, worked yeah. out eventually, but I wondered why she. <laughs> at first, I thought, well, why, why is she behind the curtain? But um, yeah, she. So she asks Keanu to do a few errands around the house, get some electricity for the lecky meter, buy some bits and bobs, um, and so this basically holds Keanu up. Um, something interesting is that we learnt this week that Honey thinks she's the face of the Minute Mart. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw. It's like, okay, Honey. I think she needs her dentist mate back now. She's going back into old honey too quickly. Mm, she needs something to do with herself, doesn't she? <laughs> yeah, she's just there like putting hand cream on for ages. She's putting sanitizer on and oh, she's saying right. that she doesn't... Because the whole theme, if there was a theme for this week, is basically that all the children of Wolford are, are getting are down on this bug. Mm. Um, Louise, she's sick as well. Oh, is she sick as well? Yeah, because she interrupts them. Because he finally gets to Sharon's house and she comes down the stairs like... Wow, you make made me wait. I'm gonna have to punish you for that. Oh yes, I forgot about that. And then they're about to um go upstairs and Louise comes home, says she's sick and runs upstairs. So that interrupts them again. Martin gets sick. Yes. It's a running theme, isn't it? Mm. They're all uh, everyone's getting sick. They're they're basically pretty much the whole Slater house is full of people being sick. (laughs) And um they're meeting up again later in the week when that's when Shirley wants Richie's number. So we get a little um glimpse into their sex life in the living room mm. at the time. They're doing one room each day, I think. Oh, right. They've Is done it... the kitchen. Yeah. They've gone upstairs, done all the bedrooms up there. Now they're in the... Done all the bedrooms. In the lounge. Hallway on the stairs. Probably. Well, even Dennis's room. Yeah, hallway. Yeah. Oh, Porch. <laughs> well, in, in the, the street. In the street, in yeah. The street. Well, <laughs> well on the canal. Too, yeah. yeah, on the canal. So she's way, way away. She's... So, um, yeah, they interrupt. They open the door. Keanu has some red marks all over him, scratches from her nails. Yes, all down his chest. <laughs> she's put her false eyelashes in again, so she's got eyelashes like camel. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she's basically. This, this, should we reenact the the we'll give it a go. conversation? So I R- might need a few cues. Who would you like fine. to be, Sharon or Keanu? Sharon, okay. of course. Okay, I'll be Keanu then. So, <clears throat> <laughs> so it starts off with um, Shirley knocking at the door. <laughs> the lounge door opens. Lounge door opens. You see the the scratches down <laughs> Keanu's chest. Sharon's blinking. Yeah, only... She tells him not to go anywhere. You stay right where you are. Then Keanu says, "I can't go on again. I've well, got a pair of razors down there." Well, running's meant to raise your stamina, isn't it? <laughs> and scene. I mean, that was. <laughs> They've dried up like two raisins. <laughs> we'll see. And she says, "Well, we'll see." We'll so see. she's going again. I mean, Keanu, I think the the point of this is that Keanu, who's meant to be the young buck, <laughs> can't set, can't keep up with Sharon's vigorous, voluptuous, well, all... over-excitable <laughs> sex life. In the past, all of Sharon's um, men through her life have all said how, um, how wild she is in the bedroom. Grant said it, Phil has said it, and Dennis said it. There you go. So she's still got it. She's, she's still going. She's got this rep and she's got to keep it. Keanu can't keep up. He doesn't need to go to the gym anymore, does he? <laughs> no, he's, going, he's yeah. getting all his cardio in. Hope he's keeping his sugar levels up. <laughs> I know I jokingly said Luke's safe, but I think he should just drink direct sugar water. Yeah, he's protein bars in the in-between. He, <laughs> he does. He needs a nice big, one of those snicker proteins. Um. So yeah, that was their story storyline of their summer love. Continues. I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's not new. I use the word storyline loosely because they just... You know, they're just bubbling in the free background. Free and easy. Yeah, they're just doing what they want to do. We're just being reminded that they're happening mm. for when Phil it's comes back. It's going to be a shock to the system when Phil comes back. Well, when, she's going to have to rein herself in. Yeah, well, when Phil comes back, there's going to be the big story, isn't it? So this is basically building. It's nice for them to build up with lots of sexual content. <laughs> yes. There should be warnings in future, though, <laughs> when we see Keanu in his pants. And it's a running theme, isn't it? A rubbing theme. 
a running oh, theme. Okay. Yeah. Um, how many more excuses can they find for him to not wear clothes? Because <laughs> next week he's topless in the streets. Yeah, but he is, I don't know he? why. Helping out Cat. Well, isn't this going on with the storyline where Sharon's been paying people to, <laughs> <laughs> to give Keanu jobs? <laughs> Possibly. I mean, he so, hasn't worked this week, has he? Although he did say he had some time before his interview. Yes. So presumably he'd... His phone interview. interview. But it's yeah. a merit to the writing team that they keep finding all these different reasons and wonderful ways for him to, to be, be naked. Yeah. So and we sh- continue to see how this... And also everyone keeps asking Sharon, because every time someone sees Sharon, she's like, you're still in your pyjamas. Why are you not dressed? Why are you not dressed? Had a bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I got up late like, this morning. Dennis made his own sandwiches for school. So next up, we've got the Carmel storyline. It's something a bit more serious. Yes. Which seems to be alluding to her exit storyline. This is obviously the beginning of her exit. It's not long now. It's the beginning mm. of autumn, I think, where she's exiting. So it's basically, it's more... Focusing on Cush's grief to be- at the beginning of the week. He's obviously getting a bit fed up of Sophie <laughs> hanging around all the time. <laughs> Which, fair Which, enough. I know. <laughs> I mean, in a way, when I've been watching this, I'm trying to think of who I agree with or what, what I think. But um, I do find myself agreeing with Cush slightly. Because, mm. like, Carmel's just invited this mopey woman in. <laughs> who's, I don't know if it's just the actress or if the character, but I'm, she's quite annoying i mean the... not annoying because obviously i know that she's gone through all this but mm. she's a bit like of a drip yeah she's feeling a bit sorry for herself, yeah isn't and she? it is kush's flat yeah and kamel moved herself into his flat after she lost masood's house and she's just invited this woman to live mm. there who's of who's you know because kush hasn't really given consent no to this. and she is the mother of the person who killed his brother yes. so i do i do kind of sympathize with kush actually this week mm. i think actually you know Carmel is being a bit she's being very she's on one track isn't she and she's not focusing on actually kush may be actually upset here well she does say this as well she yeah. says that she's been focusing on outside activities trying to get herself to not think about shaquille's knife crime to try to do some good mm. um and she's kind of been neglecting kush unintentionally because of it so kush feels quite openly says he feels quite isolated and he feels like he's alone in this whole situation mm. and carmel didn't realize that, that she had kind of done this to him so mm. yes you're absolutely right i think yeah. kush is within every right to be i think he was angry at her for the wrong reasons i, yeah. I think he wasn't i don't think he was so much angry at he was her. trying to find someone to blame exactly he obviously can't go up to bruno and shout at him so no. the next best thing is obviously mm. bruno's mum i mean at least sophie admitted that bruno wasn't sorry yes which was so great. i am glad that was yeah. out of the way quickly there wasn't some horrible storyline of his mum keeping that to herself mm. so that was nice and that's obviously sort of resolved the sophie situation i mean she does keep hanging around the rest of the week but well she's only there at the beginning of the week yeah um and and kush and sophie do actually end up having the heart to heart yeah they sort and... of yeah see a mutual respect for each other i guess in the end yeah um after he scared her and things and then obviously towards the end of the week we have carmel who's been doing a bit of press bit of interviews she has. Well, She's invited onto the podcast. We're waiting for a reply. A, oh, on our podcast. Yes, she has been. We're, nothing. Nothing's come to that just yet. But she will do radio interviews. Yet, no, yeah. she's not. But um, we, she's been burned by the radio interviews. She so has. She's a bit. <laughs> not sure. <laughs> I mean, Sophie. Sophie, just quickly go back to Sophie. Sophie had that heart to heart with Kush, and um, she does. You know, she does apologise and says that she can't stop loving Bruno, but she understands that what he's done is wrong. Mm. And I think that did put Kush's mind at rest. And after that, Sophie did go. Because luckily for Sophie, Carmel oh, yeah. still has some links 
with the housing department of the council <laughs> from her job from her old job so she was able to move uh sophie on from where she's getting kind of constantly torrents of mm. abuse and uh, hate from yeah. people sounds to... good i mean mm. before we move on to her interview in the second half of the story i just mm. want to make one little quick mention of max sticking his nose in yeah you're right come out but then there was luckily they just all ignored no him. response exactly so and then he, he keeps just trying back in again when she went to the hospital to see Shaquille's body, he like walked past her. I was like, "You're like Camille." She yeah. just ignored him then. But go away, Max. No, I agree. That's all I have to say. I agree. Go <laughs> away, Max. Just leave Camille alone. I mean, Max has got his own problems to deal with at the mm. moment. He can't Chris should have punched out. him because he was drunk, so he should have just punched him over the wall. No, I think Chris was so drunk he didn't really. No, he should have. It'd be funny. Chris did tr- chat up um, Haley in the pub as well, yeah, didn't he? Again, he was. And oh. She sort of reminded him, like, "Oh, what is your girlfriend? Yeah, what's your girlfriend doing at <sighs> the moment?" I don't like that about um, Chris. But I mean, I think that's a bit. It's kind of out of character. Oh, I don't know. Is it out of character because he did have that thing with Stacey? Well, Kush. Yeah, I don't know. It mm. just seems a bit Kush. I don't know. It's weird, weird with Kush because it's not like, like you said, that thing with Stacey. Yeah, but it's, it's not, not like... really the same, is it? Because they were no. she was single. But then also, Kush had a lot of Kush. Isn't like Kush doesn't get a lot of attention from her mother, from his mother, mm. and that she ignores him or that she's particularly hard on him. She's quite fair on him. She lets him run his own life. So there's something in Kush. Maybe it's from his father. Maybe it's something from his father's side. Mm. He's got this kind of misogynistic side where he feels like he can just kind of go up to a woman and sleep with them if he wants to and it kind of comes out when he's been drinking because he's obviously made that mistake once now and it hasn't come out whether it is going to come maybe it's going to be a bit like the when mick and whitney kissed that didn't come out for like a year did it until that was uh, that was all released all at once yeah so maybe so if if that does come out you know he's not helping his cause because he's tried it again with Haley. but Mm. lucky for us Haley. At that yeah. moment of the week, had her sensible head on. <laughs> and also, she was too busy devouring oh, six yeah. packs of pork scratch-ans. <laughs> so she was quite happy. Um, and we also have where Kamal's having... She's done a newspaper interview. So this is obviously, she's been asked to do a live radio interview, um, which she does when she's talking about stabbing victims and her son. But the guy sort of turns it quite horrible, like quite... I don't know where he got his facts from. He like starts saying that he's he was involved in gangs or involved with stealing and these yeah. sort of things. Which... He, he says that he he accuses Carmel of failing Shaquille. Mm. It's like when he basically just downright says, "So when did you fail Shaquille?" And it's like that's a really nasty thing to say to someone who's genuinely trying to. Because she was, she even says in the radio interview, she's not just supporting the victim; she's supporting the boys who get in these gangs and like mm. bruno yeah um although you can't really trust anyone who works for a radio station called talk east <laughs> and then if you look on their the equipment they've got a groovy 60s kind yeah. of logo but um yeah i thought that was quite i don't know quite horrible of that interviewer like i don't know quite unnecessary to say all those mm. things to her i did like the fact that they said uh, that's the press that's what all the press <laughs> do and it's like well no that's a bit me. <laughs> mm. but um obviously the young this young man was listening because he this young man comes up to her um, in the cafe. Sam. Sam, Sam the man. Name. He's got a name. Sam, Ooh, yeah. Official. Um, so yeah, he, <laughs> she thinks he's pressed so she sort of says no to him but Denise obviously stays and talks to him and it turns out that he's part of like a touring charity which... Go to school. Yeah, go to schools, discuss knife crime and obviously try and stop mm, because, stop it in its tracks because sam um had found himself in a similar situation mm, with bruno yes um where he had a knife in his hand and he was going to do something but luckily he was stopped before anything mm. should carry out and uh yeah it's again it's again it's, it's a touring group i forget what they call themselves now yeah it was i can't remember it was like double i can't remember what it's called 
I know, I, I don't want to make silly say. names, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if it's a real charity or not. I have to look it up. Yeah, we should, yeah. Because obviously last week I said maybe she, her and Sophie will have a happy ending and they'll tour the country and tour. and um, discuss knife crime things. And this seems like it's going to be that exit storyline for mm. Kamel for a bit. I mean, she jumped on board straight away. It's like even Denise and Kush said, oh, well, let's think about it. Let's have it. And Kamel was like, no. I definitely mm. want to do this. And and she started beaming again. She started yeah. smiling. And she knew that this was really ultimately, this is what she wanted to do. From the very beginning, when she started trying to get that knife box, that knife safety mm. box in the community centre, to this point now, this is all she wanted to do. She wanted to raise awareness under the banner of Shaquille. Yeah. Almost so something good has come of something so nasty and horrible. Mm, it does raise those questions if this is her exit storyline. And that's how she exits, that they say, oh, she's touring. Like how long can she be missing for? Like it, it, it makes it a bit difficult writing-wise. Like say Kush gets married, or mm. something like an accident happens to Denise, or there's a funeral. They have to write in why Carmel can't come. isn't there or not showing yeah, up. Or, they like, can't how long can she be on tour for yeah. before it gets a bit like, well, why's why's Carmel not here? Well, they can't say they can't make an excuse of like, oh, she's busy doing a school today. Yeah, you know, that, that's or like for a wedding. Or she's stuck in on the M. Um, 25 like i don't know <laughs> the it, circular. It, it raises a few <laughs> difficult things writing wise if this is how she leaves because mm. like how long can she like after a year and a half would she have not <laughs> come back home like i don't know i suppose it's, or it's an annual it thing isn't it or they'll do it off screen they'll say oh kamel's visiting mm. but you don't see her thing just yeah, it's difficult to say why she, like she'd have to have a home like a base well she could stay at b&b's yeah, i like guess that. i mean does, i they... just think it does cause a few like it's it's hard enough like making up reasons why little mo doesn't appear and she's not mm. been on screen for ages so it just makes more of that and like i think it's a reasonable Carmel's busy or Carmel's doing this or... but i think it's a reason i think it's a reasonable way of doing it because as, as i say if you're touring i suppose the only thing you could argue is that if she wasn't touring surely she would come back yeah. like half term like, yeah summer holidays. Summer holidays. Yeah, that's what i mean mm. it's a bit tricky yeah but um but, we'll but, see what yeah happens. because we've got cushion denise's wedding so you've got that to come wow They've been engaged for God knows how long. This isn't like a soap at all. Normally, when someone gets engaged, they're no, even no, it's broke, been forgotten. Hasn't been it? forgotten, or well, no, or they're getting married like really quickly. And the whole storyline up until that point is them arranging their wedding. Yeah. We shall we'll see. see. Hopefully, Bonnie Langford will just come back for maybe guest appearances. A bit like how um, Pam does a few every now and then. It oh, I like, be like Pam. that. Bring back Pam or Denise's um, daughter. She like turns up for a Libby. week and so. So maybe it'll be like that. Her oldest daughter hasn't come back for ages though. No, she was the one I used to love because she used to crack me up with the stuff she used to come out with. Yeah. So we've said Martin's feeling a bit sick so perhaps we should get some of our five a day. Mm, family history. Right, it's my turn this week and we're playing another round of Martin Fowler's Five a day. Everyone's favourite fruit and veg based <laughs> game. <that> official? <laughs> fruit and veg based game. Oh, okay. I, I think it's everyone's favourite fruit and veg based game. So I will ask you a question. You must list five answers that relate to that question. You must wait after every answer to discover if you are right or wrong. And you only have 30 seconds to give me all five answers. Now, something's a bit different this week. Because I thought, I'd, I, you know, how I like to mix things up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Pete Bill's box of fruit likes to meet, mix things up a bit for a pound. Before I give you the question, I want you to tell me, would you like to answer questions about the Fowlers or the Bills? There's no right or wrong answer. One might be slightly trickier than the other, but I'm obviously not going to tell um, you. The, they're like the same family, um, the Bills. Okay. 
Cool. <laughs> we'll keep the uh, Fowler questions to another day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since EastEnders began, there have been many births on the square, helping a family's legacy and build a rich history of affairs, broken marriages and baby napping. With this in mind, can you name five children who have been born where at least one of the parents is a Bill? Ooh. The child does not have to have the surname Bill, necessarily. <laughs> no, so, this needs to be from a Bill. But it needs the, either the father or the mother, or both, it can happen, <laughs> needs to be a Bill by name. So by marriage or by birth themselves. Okay, does that make sense? Yes. Right. Only 30 seconds as well. 30 seconds. But we've already gone through this. All I say is yes or no, and we'll go through the answers in more detail afterwards. So here we go. Five Bill babies. Here we go. Starting from. Oh, I'm already confused with Bills and Fowlers. Okay. Starting from now. Okay, Vicky Fowler. She's from a Bill. No, that's right? a Fowler. No, no, that's a Fowler. So that doesn't count. Lou. Are oh, the Bills and Lou? They're all the same. No, they're not. Just ca- oh, so Martin. Is that a Fowler? <laughs> that's a Fowler. Oh, yes. You should have gone with Fowler, shouldn't you? Okay, well Pauline. No, b- uh, since the show began. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the Fowlers and Bills are. T- they're not the same, they're different families. Ian. Yes, Ian. Yes. So Peter, Lucy, Pete, Cindy. Yes, yes, yes. Time's Steven. up. Time's <laughs> up. You got there in the end. Lucy, Peter, Cindy is correct. Stephen was also correct. You could have also had. Well, let me go through them. So Stephen Bill was the first one, 26th of December 1989. The father was Simon Wicks and Cindy Bill. So Cindy was married to Ian, but had him out of marriage. Right. Then Lucy Bill was Ian Bill and Cindy yeah, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Peter Bill, Ian Bill. Cindy Williams, who later became a Bill, was <laughs> Nick Holland and Cindy Bill. Then there was Bobby Bill on the 22nd of July 2003, who was between Ian Bill and Laura Bill. There was Louis Bill on the 17th of September <laughs> oh, 2015, yeah, which was Peter Bill and Lauren Branning. And then on the 29th of December 2017, there was Abby Branning, who was Stephen Bill. And Abby Branning. Oh, a baby Abby. Baby Abby Tia. trademark. That's right. See, I, the bow, the bow, the bowlers, the fowlers and the bills <laughs> are two are like the same family. It's two intertwined. Who? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna release it now anyway. So uh, you could have, if you'd gone for the fowlers, it would have been which the same, I did. Which, <laughs> well, no, you went for the bill. Well, my answers were. Well, you're, yeah, you're, <laughs> your answers were the fowlers. So if you <laughs> if you stuck with the fowlers and said the fowlers to begin with, I said Vicky, Martin, Peter, Pauline. But obviously, Pauline Peter and Pauline and Pete, yeah, don't know, count because yeah, they were yeah. off screen. I so Martin was correct because that's Arthur and Pauline. Vicky was correct because that was Den Watts and Michelle Fowler. Mm-hmm. Then there's Rebecca Fowler, which was Martin Fowler and Sonia Jackson. Louise Mitchell, which was Phil Mitchell and Lisa Fowler. She was a Fowler at the time of having Louise. Oh, yeah. And then there's Hope Fowler, who was Martin Fowler and Stacey Fowler. So the, the question would have been either Bill or Fowler, depending on what you chose at the beginning. And you missed, well, I think the whole game confused you, didn't it? We'll put up the answers pro- uh, if, you, if you're if you interested with the dates of their birth on Twitter or on something on Instagram, just so you have the full answers to play with at home. But there we go. That was Martin Fowler's Five a Day. That was well. a bit tricky for you, wasn't it? That was a... <laughs> Could have gone better. <laughs> that was painful. To... I was so confused. <laughs> People have to they listen to that. They are confusing um, <laughs> family. Fowlers, fair. Fowlers and the Bills. 
Uh, how did you it's guys be- do? It's because I'm watching <laughs> classic EastEnders and new EastEnders, so okay. I just don't know what era I'm in. And you're watching anymore. YouTube videos of EastEnders. Yeah, I know. Of all the characters from classic, I'm watching all their like exits. You know, <laughs> I'm all over the place. You know that meme when they show the woman, and I kind of like thinking, you see all those mathematical <laughs> equations. I swear, That's I'm, I'm going to get yeah, I'm going to get a video of you kind of looking around the room and just have like loads of scenes Photos from EastEnders. Of Pauline and <laughs> yeah. Arthur and ah. Ian and Pat. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, I've been watching lots of clips on YouTube. Mm, really have. You keep coming into me. Pat's saying... first episode. I right. suggest people watch that. Oh, uh, I watched that with amazing. you. Yeah, no, it is good. She Very gets good. drunk with Angie and it's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it's really good. Um, anyway, so we've got a returning character this week. One that everyone wanted to see. Mm, bit divided. I'm... I would say... It divided means it's 50-50. <laughs> I would say it's more 95-5. Yeah, <laughs> Ruby Allen is back. We did a section on her last episode, so you all caught up on who she is. We did. If you want to listen to it, it's still on there. <laughs> it is. It'll be there forever. So yeah, she sent a text to Stacy saying, "It's me. Come meet me at E20 tonight." Ha <laughs> <laughs> Unknown. <laughs> Obviously, you didn't have this number saved. No. And it turns out to be Ruby Allen. It Very was Ruby successful. Allen. She because Stacy does go to E20. She does. And she goes into the bar and she's like, "Oh, no one's here. Oh, it's all been a bit of a con." Starts to walk out and then out comes Ruby and she goes, "Hello, stranger." <laughs> I mean, a lot she's of people glammed up. <laughs> a lot of people have quite genuinely and and I can see have questioned how did Ruby get <laughs> Stacy's number? I know. I mean, she Stacy's been like yeah. in prison, been uh Quarantine. She lost her phone because Jane tried to phone her. She lost her phone, yep, to Jane. And and, and when Jane messaged her, she ignored, That's what I mean. yeah, ignored and, it. And um, the Taylor boys stole the phone. Mm. Um, Max has taken her phone, deleted things off of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she said she lost her contacts. I mean, and people have like replied to people saying, well, they've kept in touch online. But throughout the week, Ruby's like, who are you married to? You have yeah. kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've been arrested? <laughs> You're in a psych ward? Like, <laughs> she doesn't know anything. Not, not one thing. You're married to Martin? I thought Martin's not with Sonia, yeah. yeah. So that can't be the case. So it's a bit odd anyway. No, it's a bit up it's in the It's very air. loose. You have to almost suspend belief on this one occasion. <laughs> one occasion. <laughs> yes. But, um, yeah, so her best friend's back. Um, her BFF. She seems like a bit of, like, I don't know, she's not very nice, Ruby. Like, she doesn't come across that well, I don't think. She's kind of gone from being this kind of a bit where, a bit kind of yeah. feeling sorry for herself, to being a very confident, um, what is she? she's yeah, a party she's like, organiser. Yeah, yeah, an events <laughs> organiser. Organizer. She's like in nice posh clothes and her hair's all done. Mm, it takes a lot White to make teeth. her look that Yeah, cheap. <laughs> and she was like, oh, it takes a lot of work to look this good. Yeah. And it's like, shut up, Ruby. Mm. Her arrogance is really Yeah, she's really in. arrogant and mm. um, not that likeable. No. Um, she keep, obviously keeps talking about the past, like we said, so she um, goes... I mean, all week she just goes for drinks. <laughs> it, I, I suppose what they're trying to show is how these two friends who are similar age, quite similar to each other, have both gone off different on different paths, paths haven't they? Point. Where Stacey's like a mum, ex-psych ward. She's a mum of three, can't go out drinking, can't do this. And her Ruby's there, getting drinking during the day, getting a cocktail, mm. meeting up with these boys, going out for a nightclub not care in the world um and stacy's like oh no i can't go out i've got to be up at 5 a.m the next day yeah um but i thought that was a bit horrible of ruby as well like inviting stacy out and then being like oh, i'm gonna go to this club with these guys do you want to come well and that was like... pretty much ruby's story wasn't it every every episode she was in a different location drinking <laughs> with stacy true millennial <laughs> um so yeah not the best start i mean i had low hopes last week mm. before her return they're still low 
Um, she keeps flirting with all the men, like the man behind the bar. Yes. And then there was someone in the Vic she looked at, and then there was another man she looks at at A20 again for the next her night. Her flirting's a bit, though, isn't it? I know, it's she like, she like gobbles, a, <laughs> gobbles like a straw or something. Well, no, she, she had a champagne glass, and instead, like most people, just put both lips, one on the top, one on the bottom <laughs> of the glass, and sit from it. She kind of stuck her tongue out. It was like she was tasting it before it touched her lips. It was really bizarre. Yeah, she had, like, moving her hair off her face. And she like, flipped her phone her. cover. <laughs> she flipped her phone cover closed. Yeah, she's all flirty. Yeah. So Ruby's basically big entrance was that she gets drunk a lot um she's still young and in her mind she's young and she's carefree she doesn't have a problem in the world and also i had an issue with her arranging all these men to take her on a taxi so stacy's like well you go then she's like okay bye and yeah she's like oh what about the drinks and she goes oh can you do it and i'll owe you yeah i'll pay you back later i haven't seen you in 12 years ruby when are you gonna pay me back I mean, I did feel genuinely sorry for Stacey because she obviously yeah. was looking forward to this night out. She bought, bought a dress, well, expensive. Martin Boyer could barely afford that. Absolutely. And she basically stood her up for three men. Mm. And Ruby Allen inherited, like, what's believed to be multiple of millions of pounds. Mm. So she could have just been like, oh, I've put, it, I've paid it all for you, Stacey. Have a nice, safe trip home. I mean, it would have been a bit rude, though, if Ruby had just gone, like, into her bank to throw 20 pounds at Stacey. <laughs> yeah, she could have paid for it before she decided to I know, she wasn't in, in that taxi. much of a rush, was she? No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. The taxi could have waited for her. So, I mean, the meter was on. Oh, it could have been an Uber, so then it wouldn't have been a problem at all. Mm. But if it's, if it's a black cab, okay, she may have to pay an extra 50p because so, yeah. the meter was on. I didn't like how she was all cocky about how beautiful she was and how good her body was. She was really up her own body. I didn't like how confident and cocky she was with all the men around her all the time. Mm. Didn't like how cocky and confident she was about not paying for the drinks. So... Mm. Not happy. Although I did enjoy the fact that they went to a Gareth Gates concert. They did. It was nice she was to... drunk there as well, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Drunkest I've ever been. I'm, I mean, I didn't like that because like having watched clips last week when we were doing like bits and pieces about Ruby Allen. Mm. And they showed a scene when she, Ruby was like going off to school. And it was like the first time she'd like had a drink. So I don't really know how that could have worked on the timeline no, very well. It's weird. Anyway, um, the poll mm. of the week was about Ruby Allen as well. So yeah, we, we because we knew the return of Ruby Allen was in, imminent. Mm. We asked with her return, where will uh, where will she stay? She needs a place to stay in Walford, but where will she go? And the options were Jay and Billy share house. Nice, isn't it? Um, <laughs> wow, she's all posh. Yeah, she's just <laughs> and just cleaned out, hasn't she? Will she yeah. say to Jay, oh, do you mind paying to get the rent for me this month? I'll owe you. Yeah, yeah well, although Jay did do that when. It, Others rented oh, yeah, from that's it. True. <laughs> um, and Honey had cleaned the house up, so it would be nice. Vincent and Kim's old home, we know that's up for sale. Kim mm. had mentioned it this only this week. It's big and posh, so that's good. Big and posh. Liz and Pam's funeral flat, again, we know it's empty now because they wanted to raise yeah. the price of uh, the price, the rent. Or <laughs> one more at the Slaters. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, there's always room for Why one not? more. So can you imagine what the most popular um, response was? I would go with Vincent's. Because it's like the biggest, poshest one. Yes, but that's the most reasonable. And yeah. as we've already said today, you have to suspend belief. And <laughs> on our Twitter polls, sometimes you have to suspend belief oh too. Because everyone thinks that she's going to spend a few nights at the Slaters. Oh, does she? Yeah. <sighs> so, um, but that's what everyone thinks. Yeah, so yeah. 62% said one more night at the Slaters. One more at the oh Slaters. Oh, God, like a lot then. It was pretty popular. 24% said Vincent and Kim's old home. 9% said Jay and Billy's share house. And only 6% said the flat above Ooh. the funeral. I thought genuinely, to me, that seems the most reasonable because yeah. it's not too big. She's ex-gangster. She could buy the thing off of um, yeah. Les and Pam and she could, you know, do her murders, put them in a the thing <laughs> in the ground, get rid of them. Yeah, done. Easy peasy. So yeah, thank you for uh, voting. We'll give you details of how you can vote and more details after we've looked at some of the comments that people have said about 
Ruby's yes. big return. I also want to question as well. Ruby said she's here. She was driving past on business, but now she's going to just stay. Yeah, but and where yeah, does she stay? stay. <laughs> why is she weird does she actually have this business or she's putting up a front oh do you think this is all a big like... that's why she couldn't pay for the drinks ah good maybe point. maybe maybe oh no anyway but on facebook bigger fish i put to fry. on hey hey what does everyone think of ruby's return so far so darren says oh no never mind darren doesn't say anything <laughs> okay good probably best we didn't hear from darren <laughs> Lynn says, we haven't seen much of her at the moment, so I think her story will come into its own when the Stuart storyline's finished. God, I hope that's soon. So she's taking a little dig at um, Stuart there right. in a Ruby comment. Yeah, I think that's rude to do that. Stick to the subject matter. John says, I didn't even like her the first time. Could have picked someone better to return. Oh dear. <laughs> Dean says, pointless. Of all the people they could have brought back, she was so annoying the first go. And another rape story, ugh. I wish they would explain whatever happened to Kat finding her son. That's like it never even happened. Was that the spin-off? Yeah. Mm. Not being mentioned. Not much, has it? Sue says, hope her story is not as boring as her return. That was poor, even by John York's standards. Mm. Oh dear, so even John York's getting a bit of a battering over this. Keith says, I wish the producers would get this simple fact. We all love EastEnders, but these storylines are totally bleep. Oh, I'm presuming that they did say yes, it myself. for the best. Walter says she hasn't aged very well, which I could disagree. I disagree. I think she's found the she's fountain. She's all cocky. <laughs> yeah, she's cocky. But also, to be fair to her, she's got the fountain of youth on her. Unless it, it does take a lot of work to look that good by the makeup department. So, I mean, all quite negative. I know. I do. I feel bad because Ruby wasn't that bad of a character. It's just that of the pool of characters they could just, have returned. Yeah, it's not needed. That's the main mm, problem. It seems a bit dumb. But um, we sh- we'll see. And we, we we've got the big story. I'm presuming next week will be... Because she went away with all those lads. Lad, yes. Lads, lads. Apparently She's... it hasn't started yet, I read. So maybe it starts next week. I don't I'm know. presuming, yeah, next week will That's be the story. Oh, well. Well, as always, we love listening to your comments. Um, and we're on Facebook, which is where we've been getting our comments this week. So if you see us pop up, then do give us your point of view. We love to listen to them. And if you might get read out on the show. But you can also find us on Twitter, which is at EastEnders Week. You can find us on Instagram, which is at EastEnders Weekly Podcast. We live tweet on every episode of EastEnders as it's broadcast in the UK. Um, so that's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, and you can also email us uh, eastendersweekly at gmail.com any suggestions for the show any games that you'd like us to play if you've got any ideas for the game you know any history of Wolford any history of Wolford yeah you'd like us to do or if you have any opinions views just throw them our way Uh, we always try to reply and as I say all the good all the comments that we get we try to read as many out as we can on the show so I think that wraps up the week yeah it does and um Oh, sorry, just got a text. You meant to turn the phone off when you were Sorry. Oh, it's an unknown number. You plus me at Cafowley's bench. 